What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Planet Today. Today is Monday, April 11th, 2022. I'm your host, Matt Norton, here once again with our producer and co-host, Nick Janusa. Nick, how's it going? Buddy, it is going very well. Happy Monday. Wake up with the best podcast in the whole world, The Planet Today. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. And let us know what you think about this episode. We're going to go with a little bit of a new style. Uh, We want to keep one of the feature stories every month a little more lighthearted, a little fun, and less, hey, here's something that's going on, and more something that's just something new we learned about one of the topics we cover. So with that, let's get into the show. Welcome to the planet today, where we cover the latest in climate change, wildlife conservation, renewable energy, and environmental policy with two episodes every week coming your way Monday and Friday. Please rate, 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 rate on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. Thank you so much. Yes. And review on Apple Podcasts if you can as well. Uh, I would also like to reiterate one of Nick's pleases and also our thank you from both of us. (laughs) Yes, thank you to everyone. All right, let's talk about Spinosaurus. Spinosaurus means spine lizard, and this genus of dinosaur lived in North Africa during the late Cretaceous period, which is about 99 to 93.5 million years ago. The first remains were discovered in Egypt in 1912 and were described by German paleontologist Ernst Strummer in 1915. Yeah, so the first set of bones was also destroyed in a World War II bombing raid. So it's been hard to study the dinosaur or to know whether there were one or two species of Spinosaurus. Imagine being Ernst Strummer, who like just (laughs) you just start describing this dinosaur. And then what, like 25 years later, it's destroyed. Dude, (laughs) your life's work is hanging in the balance and it's just poof evaporated yeah it's only funny now because we know like because that first set of bones has been destroyed it's almost led to this mystery of the spinosaurus which we'll get into later but you know like you said people weren't sure if there was one or two species because it took so long to complete this skeleton so yeah crazy crazy discovery that was then destroyed and then took years to rebuild the knowledge that we need so (laughs) that's where we're at now Spinosaurus were the largest of all known terrestrial carnivores, and estimates put them between 49 to 52 feet in length, while weighing between 7.1 to 8.3 tons. They're known for their neural spines, which were long extended vertebrae that grew to at least 5.4 feet long. Scientists predict that they had skin connecting them, so it almost kind of looked like a sail, although some scientists believe the spines were covered with fat and formed more of a giant hump. So basically like a big camel. Yeah, just one that could kick your Yeah, so they ate both land and sea creatures. And just to put what Matt just said into context, the Tyrannosaurus rex was about 40 feet long. So the Spinosaurus was around 10 feet longer than a T-Rex. 
Yeah, so all my all my T-Rex lovers out there, the Spinosaurus put your boy to shame, <laughs> uh, which I will also do later this episode. We'll get into that. We're going to unpack the T-Rex a bit, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I am a T-Rex hater. But anyway, Michael Greshko of National Geographic wrote an article last month, which is linked in your show notes, and it's about how the Spinosaurus had penguin-like bones, which is a sign that the dinosaur hunted underwater. Yeah, so their closest cousin was the Baronyx, and they are the only known dinosaurs other than prehistoric birds with these highly dense bones. They also had a crocodile-like snout and long, sharp teeth. They hunted in the waters of Morocco, and these bones allowed them to hunt and forage more easily while swimming. Yeah, and just something to point out, the teeth were not serrated. Um, that was just something they said in the article that kind of stuck with me. So if you were picturing a terrifying dinosaur with basically saws for teeth, don't worry. They're just sharp. They're not serrated. (laughs) (laughs) For years, scientists debated whether the Spinosaurus swam through the water or hunted along shores. And they knew that the Spinosaurus enjoyed the water, but not to what extent until now. Analyzing the largest dinosaur bone data set available found that since their bones had dense bone walls like penguins, they likely spent much of their time hunting in the water. So cool. Matteo Fabri, who is the lead author for this research, said that Spinosaurus ecology suggests that it would fully immerse itself in the water. So basically they spend so much time swimming that the species adapted to life in the water, which like we led with, was only thought to have happened with birds before this. The first ever Spinosaurus tail fossil was found roughly two years ago, and it actually revealed that it had a paddle-like shape, which led scientists to believe that this dinosaur was even more aquatic than what we had thought before. I love that like these massive, like terrifying dinosaurs are being compared to penguins. It's just like the funniest thing. Like penguins have these <laughs> dense bones, like just tough as nails. Uh, but the thing about penguins is that their bones are dense, so they can dive deep into the water, but when they stop actively swimming, they start to float to the surface because they're very buoyant. Paleontologist Don Henderson asked if the dense bones had enough mass to help them sink. He's quoted as saying, I just cannot see how Spinosaurus can stay underwater without extreme effort. Yeah, it's so interesting to think about like this giant seven and a half ton, 50 foot long dinosaur just like yeah. using its dense bones to just sit and and wait (laughs) (laughs) yeah like what i mean besides like the actual ocean what can what body of water can he just like enter and not be like 30 feet out of the water i don't know it's just it's crazy i guess the moroccan sea (laughs) yeah the moroccan sea well uh, the prehistoric moroccan sea so you know whatever body of water was there back then it could fit a 50 foot long gigantic dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the most recent study that tried to answer all of the questions about this mysterious dinosaur took six years to complete from 2015 to 2021. Matteo Fabri basically just contacted museum after museum after museum after museum to get as much data as possible. The author points out that other land animal groups transitioned to aquatic life, such as whales and increased bone density was one of the first traits that they had developed. The bones basically acted as an energy conserver by keeping them underwater. Yeah, so I had no idea whales used to be land animals before this article, and, you know, it's it's the ancestors of whales. It's not the whales we think of today, but still, I 
zero idea. I always just assumed it was an animal that kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and then boom, blue whale is somehow here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we always forget about evolution, Matt. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this study found that the dense bones are typically associated with diving underwater, and Spinosaurus and Baryonyx were the only non-birds with bones this dense. So just to kind of break down the dense bones a little bit, it's basically they are so heavy that it will keep you underwater without having to try to continuously stay underwater and then they could pop up and grab air you know grab some food on land whatever it is they want to do without using a ton of energy the way that they would if they had very thin or hollow bones and had to just basically keep trying to swim underwater the thought now is that the spinosaurus was an aquatic dinosaur that did come up to land from time to time and the bone density study can now be applied to test other theories about dinosaurs and even early mammals. The findings of the study show how Spinosaurus and its cousin were really weird dinosaurs in the grand scheme of evolutionary history, according to the article. In most other cases where land animals adapted to life in the water, the first species had small, usually four to five feet long bodies. The dinosaurs that evolved to become the Baryonyx and Spinosaurus were likely giants. Yeah, this is just Everything that I think I know about evolution and dinosaurs, like this specific dinosaur, the the Spinosaurus, just erases whatever I thought I understood. No, it's crazy. <laughs> like, uh, like when you think about the Spinosaurus and stuff, how many pictures did you see of them like underwater? Like they're always on land. Like I think in Jurassic Park, right? Maybe. We'll get into that later. I'm not a Jurassic Park guy. I'm really not either, but I'm pretty sure in Jurassic Park, the Spinosaurus is not in water. I mean, that's all they knew at the time. This is a new new groundbreaking discovery that this giant hunk of, of carnivore was not a land mammal. <laughs> or not a land dinosaur, rather. Yeah, pretty crazy that, you know... This, whenever I think of the Loch Ness Monster, this is what I think of. And it's crazy to think that there was something that likely was that big and could stay underwater like that, that is that easily. Yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unheard of. And speaking of the Loch Ness Monster, the Loch Ness Monster is real, just like the break we're about to take. Planet Today is brought to you by Vala Alta. Vala Alta's Everyday Handkerchief is a high-performance daily-use handkerchief designed to help minimize your impact. Made in the United States from sustainably sourced Irish linen, capturing the materials to store craftsmanship and natural antimicrobial properties, handkerchiefs perfectly balance softness with durability and absorbency with rapid drying. Ideal for functional use in all settings from the outdoors to routine encounters, their small and lightweight design makes one a must-carry for wherever life takes you. Build your own bundles from limited edition colors at valaalta.co and save 15% with code TPT at checkout. That's V-A-L-A-A-L-T-A dot co and code TPT.
Welcome back to the planet today, folks. And it's now time for just a fun conversation about dinosaurs. Yeah, Nick, let's chat. What's your favorite dinosaur and why? So for me, it's got to be the Stegosaurus. Um, And I always thought it was just so cool how they looked extremely intimidating with their big spiky plates on their back. But really, they were just trying to eat some plants and like hang out. Like the early ancestor this is obviously not true but the early ancestors of giraffes where they're just like big plant eaters that are just hanging out yeah exactly just here for good vibes yeah the stegosaurus is definitely up there for me um and and i had a lot of back and forth internally i know that when you and i spoke last i was like yeah i think stegosaurus is my favorite as well but i remembered that the last time i went to oh god is it the natural history museum that has the dinosaur exhibit Every time I saw a Triceratops, I just smiled like a big, dumb golden retriever <laughs> that just saw a tennis ball. So, yeah, Triceratops, they just, they got to do it for me. They're just cool looking. Um, I liked them in the land before time. I don't know. I just, Triceratops are cool. Mm. That's that's what it comes down to for me. No, they are. They are super cool animals. In the land before time, is the Triceratops the purple one? I always forget. I don't. I don't know like the names of any of them. It's in the, land the before yellow time, one. They call it the yellow um, one. The three horn. Three horn. Okay. There yeah, that's go. what they call them. Uh, Sarah is the like the main one. All right, let's give the people what they came here for. Let's fire off some fun facts about our favorite dinosaurs. Nick, you can go first. All right. So the Stegosaurus. So the Stegosaurus was about the size of a bus. So think about a bus that's about the size of a Stegosaurus, like a classic school bus. The Stegosaurus had a brain the size of a bent hot dog, (laughs) which is just a, which is crazy that an animal that big could be so small brained. Like how on earth do you have a a brain that small? I, and you know what? I I don't think that it affected their smarts too much because it seems like they were pretty smart animals from what I read. And they have a lifespan of 75 to 100 years. So you can't be stupid and live to 75 or 100. So that that's kind of my mindset. And like I said before, the Stegosaurus was an herbivore, loved plants, uh, because its toothless beak and small teeth were not designed to eat flesh, and its jaw was also not very flexible. So just just plant guys. The next one is the Stegosaurus walked on all four legs and couldn't move faster than five miles per hour due to its heavy, <laughs> thick legs. That's going to be my new excuse for uh, why I am not as fast as some of the <laughs> other runners when I'm doing races. <laughs> my heavy, thick legs. <laughs> Guys, the only reason you fast them is because you're thin, light legs. Um, the first one you said about the the brain being the size of a bent hot dog reminded me of something I saw recently. on I think it was on Reddit. and It was like, Americans will do literally anything besides use the metric system to get size across. <laughs> it's so true. I love it. We are we are always comparing things to football fields in this in this country. Everything has to be compared back to a football field. How far is it, Jimmy? It's about four football fields, four football field lengths, I'd say, Jim. It's so true. <laughs> All right. I will uh, I will match you with some Triceratops facts. So they actually had two horns, not three. And what's interesting is Triceratops is Greek for three-horned face, but the third horn on its snout is actually just keratin, which is what your fingernails and your hair and actually rhino horns today are made of. They could grow up to 26 feet long and weigh around 6.5 tons. Its skull was one-third of its body, so we're talking big big head. (laughs) 
They lived in the marshes of North America about 65 million years ago, and scientists say that it is reasonable to believe that the T-Rex ate Triceratops, which is why I'm out on T-Rex. Cancel T-Rex, got it. Yeah, hate him. They lived until the KT extinction, which is what wiped out the last of the dinosaurs, so to me, the last living dinosaur was a Triceratops. Awesome, that's sick. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tougher than the T-Rex. Well, I'm, We're still going to unpack that, but... Moving on, what is your favorite dinosaur movie, Matt? Uh, mine was Land Before Time, the first one I remember watching a lot as a kid. But what's funny is I think I've only seen the first two or three. And I found out when I was looking up the names of them, there are 14 of them. What? The most recent one was made in like 2006. Is that is it that successful of a movie franchise? Or, I'm sorry, 2016, 2016. Yeah, I mean, like it's what gets kids into dinosaurs. It's the the land before time to Jurassic park pipeline. Yes, for sure. <laughs> you saw showing current for sure. Yeah. And I had, I had only seen the first one. I don't think I've ever seen any of the other ones. I know they made like at least three. I definitely did not know that they made 14 though. That's insane. Yeah. I, I think I've seen the first, like maybe two, but I liked the first one a lot. And the only reason I remember seeing that one so much is because I had it on VHS, which oh if my gosh, Gen Z, those were like, blocks of film <laughs> that we used to put into a machine dude i was in goodwill the other day and i saw like a bunch of vhs's and i was like who is buying these there is no reason to buy vhs <laughs> i'm sorry there's so much digital media now anyway that's a, that's a story for another day yeah what is uh what is your favorite dinosaur movie so mine is disney's the dinosaur um from 2000 i don't know if you've ever seen it but i haven't I had it on VHS and I just remember watching that like endlessly. Like you'd you'd watch it, you'd put it like in the little um the little rewinder. I don't know if you had one of those, like a VHS rewinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'd put it in that, you'd like set it back and then I would I'd put it back in the in the VHS and watch it again. Um I also remember going on the ride at Disney that they had um when I was a little tyke. That was a lot of fun. I think that also kind of cemented my love for that movie. Yeah, there you go. Um, Giselle wanted me to bring up the star flowers that the dinosaurs ate in the land before time because she said that the movie made them seem so delicious and every kid was probably <laughs> like, I need to know what that vegetable is. <laughs> Mom, screw the broccoli. I want the star flowers. The star flower. <laughs> yeah, I, I just to talk about one more movie franchise, I have never seen any of the original Jurassic Parks and I saw Jurassic World, like one of the new ones in like 20... 17 maybe so yeah i'm not a big jurassic park guy uh not because i don't like them just because i've never gotten around to them so if you're a listener roast me for that and tell me which ones i should start watching yeah i'm, I'm also not a big jurassic park guy i i've seen like parts of the of the obviously the first one i don't i probably have seen it all the way through i don't remember it that well uh i am completely out on any of the new ones i am not a chris pratt guy um i thought he was hysterical in parks and rec but i don't like any of his other movies. I like him in guardians. It's uh, and parks and rec, obviously, but oh, okay. Ah, guardians of the galaxy was good too. Okay. Yeah. Guardians of the galaxy one and parks and rec. That's it. Otherwise cancel Chris Pratt. Fair. I'm just kidding. No, there's, there's a case that people will make for that. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. We'll talk well, offline. We'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> good. Sounds good. All right. Um, 
instead of canceling him on the pod, we are going to cancel the T-Rex real quick. Let me trash <laughs> them. I have some takes. Um, T-Rex likely had tufts of feathers on its head and down its spine. And some paleontologists believe that the T-Rex actually had wings. So those stupid stubby little <laughs> arms that you think of with the T-Rex, it was actually wings similar to an ostrich. Like those arms that you're thinking of right now, flip them 180 degrees, invert them. They were put on the skeletons the wrong <laughs> way. And they're just these dumb wings that can't actually do anything so yeah i'm i'm feeling fired up about the t-rex being dumb just a genetically inferior bird yeah it's it's this giant terrifying flightless bird but you know there's also (laughs) reason to believe that instead of roaring they chirped and i couldn't really find a lot of science to back (laughs) that up um that's just a theory that people have and uh, I'm going to leave it at that. We can't corroborate that because, well, T-Rex was extinct long before us. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they chirped. They probably had feathers and maybe they had wings. <laughs> sounds like a turkey. Yeah. It sounds like a peacock or a turkey from what you're describing. Peacock's a great animal. Turkey's a great animal. But this one sounds like it's it's kind of low class. It's definitely genetically inferior. And anyone who is like, oh, what's your favorite dinosaur? And they're like, oh, the T-Rex. They definitely don't actually care about dinosaurs. They don't want to do any of their own research to pick like a cool dinosaur. They're just, yeah, T-Rex is the most known. I'm just going to go with that one. It was ravenous. It's cool. It's big, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's lazy. It's for children. Grow up and choose the Velociraptor if you want something that's actually, you know, a, a real predator. Exactly. <laughs> or be peaceful gentle giants like my favorite the triceratops or nick's favorite the stegosaurus yes all right i have one thing to close us out this is gonna get a little wacky have you ever heard of the dinosaur pokemon conspiracy theory no no what is it people who people who respect us just skip ahead the show is over uh if you're here for a good time there's basically this theory that dinosaurs aren't real and that they are a cover-up for Pokemon that used to exist in the world. And that's where (laughs) the inspiration for Pokemon came from is the real fossils. Um, That's not true, but just for the sake of fun and for being a conspiracy theory guy, guy, um, and to break that down, I don't like conspiracy theories. I love listening to people who do because God, it is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Were you a Helix fossil or a dome fossil guy, Matt? Oh, Lord Helix all the way. Okay, nice, same. All right, off topic, but before we go, what was your favorite Pokemon growing up? Uh, that's so hard. I think it was, this is such an interesting one, but I think it was Sandshrew. Dude, Sandshrew was sweet. Sandshrew was so cool. I always like, I remember I always had like the fire red version, so I could never get the Sandshrew. And I always was like, oh, I got to get Emerald Green, but I never actually did. Yeah. I always just stuck with my fire red. Yeah, I was a primate guy because uh, when I was little, I couldn't beat Brock because Pikachu wasn't effective against uh, against ground, and I had Pokemon Yellow, and I caught a Mankey, used Karate Chop, and beat Brock, and I was like, this is my guy forever now. <laughs> <laughs> All it took was one chop, the chop heard around the world. Yeah, and now it's been my, my guy since 2000. <laughs> but Love it. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of TPT. Nick and I are going to be back on Friday for some more quick hits. Yes, and make sure to follow along on our socials at Planet Today Pod for clips from the show and also an exclusive quick hit that Matt is doing every week. Come check it out. We have fun here. For the Planet Today, I am Nick Janusa. And I'm Matt Norden. See you on Friday. Peace. <laughs>